0: Welcome, I'm Jenny Holbert, and this is a place where we explore nature as our guide to wild wellness. In this episode on healthy boundaries, you'll hear from holistic life coach, Anna Swelch. She guides women to remember who they are and discover who they came here to be through her blend of practical and spiritual advice and no-fluff approach to personal development. Inside her Radical Blueprint Mastermind and heart School Immersion programs, Anna supports women to establish a strong foundation of personal alignment so they can be, do, and have everything they could possibly want in this lifetime. And outside of her program, she hosts annual workshops in secondary schools as part of the Aurora curriculum teaching young girls all the things they actually need to learn, not just geography and maths. And she's the host of the Full Circle Podcast, passionately collaborating with other brands as a content creator, writer, and speaker. When she's not inviting women to delve into the deepest corners of their souls, she loves hanging out with her dog, Billy, traveling to destinations near and far, and attempting to surf. Get ready for this mini training with Anna Squelch on Healthy Boundaries.
1: really excited to bring this boundaries training to you today. It's an area of my life that I struggled with myself and that's why I'm so passionate about teaching other women about boundaries today. So I'm going to start with where people should start if they struggle with boundaries because let's be real, not many of us grew up in a household where boundaries were common, right? And so we start by accepting that boundaries are really, really hard. They can feel really scary and what that fear is, is a fear of rejection. A fear of upsetting the person on the receiving end of the boundary. And so that's why many of us struggle to identify and set those boundaries in the first place because it feels really scary. So let's just acknowledge that. But start with understanding why boundaries support you. That's the most important piece. And I'm going to give you some of my um, pointers as to why boundaries support you very shortly. So the easiest boundary I find to start with is what I call my baby boundary, which is no. Just saying no. It's the simplest boundary we can set. But often what we do is rationalize what that no means, and we over-explain it, and we make excuses, and we apologize, rather than actually just acknowledging and accepting that no is a boundary in itself. I want to share a quote that someone who came to one of my workshops shared with me about boundaries, which I just absolutely love, and it's this. Having boundaries is like deciding which rooms in your house you'll allow certain people into. Some people don't get past the entrance, some are allowed in the lounge, and the kitchen, no problem. Some might even make it up to the second floor of your house. Wink. (laughs) But not having boundaries is like going to put the kettle on and realising that some fucker is up in your attic. So I love that summation of boundaries, I think it really really drives home what boundaries are all about. So I'm gonna run you through a few steps that I teach my clients to set boundaries. So the first step is really identifying where in your life they are lacking. And you'll know where they're lacking, where you can identify areas of your life or certain relationships or certain experiences or behaviors where there's been friction or conflict, hurt, anger, disappointment, fear, any of those heavier emotions. So that's generally where an opportunity for a boundary lies. So that's step one, just identify where the gap is. And then step number two is identify what boundaries you could actually benefit from. So shortly, I'm going to run you through some of the different boundaries that you can have, what categories they fall into. And so that's step three, step two is identifying what boundaries you could benefit from. And then step number three is deciding on the action or consequence. So you can't actually set a boundary without a action or consequence that is going to follow. And remember that boundaries aren't actually about punishing someone. They're not about making someone bad or wrong. They're just saying that if this behavior, behavior continues, then this is what I will do to protect myself. So an example of that might be, if this continues, I won't be spending time here. Or if you cannot respect what I'm asking, I'll need space. So that's step three, decide on the action or consequence. And then step number four is practice. So just practice saying no. That's the simplest boundary and the simplest place to start. And then step number five, this is kind of an added extra, is to learn the nonviolent communication process. So nonviolent communication is a um, a process of communicating boundaries, which was uh, created by Marshall Rosenberg. So highly recommend that book. I won't go over it in this training because it will take up all of the time, but NVC is a really powerful way to communicate boundaries in your relationships not just romantic relationships but at work with family with everyone. Okay so we're going to go into what are boundaries. I kind of went full steam ahead into into the process of setting them but let's dial back to what boundaries actually are. So a boundary is a decision that you make for yourself about what you will do if a certain behavior happens around you that you don't want to be around. And they are, boundaries are limits and rules that we set for ourselves within relationships. So that's really the simplest way to sum it up. And as I mentioned earlier, the categories that those boundaries can fall into are personal. So personal boundaries, physical boundaries, physical about your physical space, your body, your bedroom, your house. um, Emotional, so boundaries that protect your emotions and your emotional state. Uh, sexual and relationship boundaries, really, really important and often forgotten boundaries. Energetic boundaries, which are kind of similar to personal, personal and emotional. There's definitely overlap there. And then technology boundaries, which are also really important and often forgotten about. So those are the categories that I put boundaries into. So let's talk about why they're important. So why are boundaries important? Why should you start setting them? Chances are that you know that you should but you just probably need a bit more convincing. So let's go ahead and do that. So boundaries really allow you to say yes when you mean yes and no when you mean no, in a nutshell. They allow you to feel empowered to make healthy choices and take responsibility for yourself. You'll feel more in control of your life when you set boundaries. You'll attract healthy and supportive partners and friends. People with boundaries tend to attract other people with boundaries, which is really, really powerful. You'll have more mental, emotional, and physical energy because you're not being drained by the resentment that is caused by not setting and upholding your boundaries. You'll be able to speak up and be heard. You'll feel more more appreciated and valued. You'll be more in touch with your needs and with your intuition. You'll spend more time on yourself without the guilt. You'll experience more emotional balance and happiness. You'll experience increased self-esteem and self-worth. And you'll feel more courage and freedom to just be yourself. So again, this comes back to this point around resentment. Resentment builds when we're not setting boundaries. We begin to resent that other person for taking advantage of us or for overstepping the boundaries. But it is our responsibility to set, communicate, and honor those boundaries. Okay, so the next part is what uh, people need to understand about boundaries and whether they can be flexible or not, because there can be some real confusion here around the, I guess, fluidity and flexibility around boundaries. So there's some key reminders that I just want to present first. If you feel uncomfortable setting boundaries, that doesn't mean that the boundary is wrong. That's just a normal reaction to doing something new for the first time that feels as if you're going to upset another person. And so this is what I call self-abandonment. When we put somebody else's comfort In place of our own comfort. You're not responsible for how someone reacts to your boundary and it's not your job to make other people feel comfortable. So just remember that you get to set these boundaries for you and they allow you to show up more powerfully, more present, more loving, more open, more kind, more compassionate to these relationships. So boundaries aren't about punishing somebody else, they're not about making somebody else bad or wrong, they're not about keeping somebody at arm's length necessarily. They're about allowing you to show up in your full energy and full capacity to every relationship. So boundaries really benefit benefit every person in the relationship. Uh, don't apologize for your boundaries or over explain them. No is a boundary in itself. You don't need to explain why it's a no. And so just be really careful not to apologize when you're setting boundaries because that can dilute them and it can exacerbate guilt that we feel and then we might be in a position to take that boundary back or talk ourselves out of it. And remember that it's impossible to set boundaries without deciding on actions or consequences. So you need to know what you will do if that behavior continues before you communicate that boundary. So let's now talk about the flexibility. So boundaries are really broken down into three categories. So earlier I talked about types of boundaries, which were the personal, emotional, technology, sexual, etc. But categories of boundaries is where the flexibility piece comes in. So there's rigid boundaries. So rigid boundaries are, as the name sounds, they are really rigid and stuck. And someone who has rigid boundaries probably avoids intimacy and close relationships. They are unlikely to ask for help and they're very protective of their personal information. So they're kind of like a closed book. They're not letting anyone in. Porous boundaries, which is on the other end of that spectrum, is someone who overshares personal information. They probably air all of their dirty laundry whenever they meet someone new for the first time. They are very dependent on the opinions of other people. And they have difficulty saying no to the requests of others. So these are our people pleasers that fit into the poorest boundaries category. And then in the middle of that, which is what we all want to aim for, is healthy boundaries. So someone with healthy boundaries values their own opinion. They know their personal wants and needs and can communicate them openly and easily. And they're very accepting when other people say no to them. So remember what I said earlier, someone with boundaries, with healthy boundaries, will atta- attract other people with healthy boundaries. So that's the piece around flexibility and fluidity. We all want to be aiming for those healthy boundaries. So I'm going to now share with you some examples of boundaries that specifically honor our personal health and the way we manage our energy, which is really, really, really important and is kind of at the crux of what boundaries are really for. So here are some examples. So saying no, which I've talked about a lot, that's a really great place to start. Just saying no to something or thank you, not right now, or thank you, that doesn't work for me, or thank you, I'm not interested. And tuning into what is a yes and what is a no. This piece is really important. So being really in tune with your emotional body and when you can feel into what feels like a yes and what feels like a no, and also giving yourself permission to change your mind if that changes. And it's really important to have integrity with your yes. So if you say yes to something, have integrity with that. Don't say yes and then change your mind later. Of course there is exceptions to this if plans change or if feelings change or whatever, but. Don't say yes unless you feel as if you're going to follow through with that thing. Because then we lose respect in the eyes of other people. We lose respect with ourselves. So tuning into what is a yes and what is a no is really, really important. Uh, What are some other examples? Resting on your period. So for my women listening, resting on your period is a really great way to honor your own energetic boundaries, your physical boundaries. I know personally, I don't really want to see people in a social capacity when I'm on my period or right before my period. And so I communicate that and I say, I'm not feeling social at the moment, I'm on my period, I'm resting. Giving yourself permission to change your mind, so that's a boundary that really respects your personal health. Being discerning with who you share your energy with, so whether that's in a romantic capacity or a friendship capacity. Our energy is really important and energetic hygiene is really important. And so particularly if you're someone who's more empathic and more um, affected by other people's energy, energetic boundaries around discernment and deciding who and how much of your time people get is really, really important. Um, Some other examples. So this might be a relationship example. If your partner eats food that you don't eat, for example, really advocating for yourself and saying, hey, babe, like... I'm really trying to nourish myself or I'm trying to avoid those foods at the moment. Can we do this instead? Or can you help me to, you know, can you respect that? Can we go out and eat this instead? I see this a lot with women in relationships who just start to eat what their partner eats and they just um, maybe start consuming more alcohol because they're dating and it's fun. and, And so honoring your personal boundaries around your health maintaining sovereignty over your health, and what is a yes, and what is a no, is really important. So advocating for yourself in that regard. Another example of a boundary that honors your personal health and your energy is creating work-life balance. So speaking up for yourself in the workplace, if you feel as if the demands of the job are too much, and are not allowing you to have that work-life balance. So managing expectations with your boss, you know, really being open and clear in your communication about Your workload and the pressure and stress that you might be feeling and taking time off when you feel depleted and, you know, having mental health days, having days off on your period, maybe working from home on your period, really honoring your own energy levels and um, communicating that and, and orchestrating your life around that as much as you can. It's much easier when you work for yourself, but hopefully you have some flexibility there in your job where you can do that and really start um, shifting the paradigm around, uh, around honoring your boundaries as a woman in the workplace. And another one which I touched on earlier, which is really important, or two more that are really important that I want to touch on, are technology boundaries. So minimizing the time that you're spending scrolling social media, minimizing the time that you are... Um, watching your ex-boyfriend stories on Instagram and being discerning with the accounts that you follow and with what media you access on your technology and how much time you're spending so that can really drain us our brain needs to compute all of the data that it is taking in every single second and Instagram is a really stimulating place and it takes away from our our energy that we need to put into our relationships and our job and our friendships and all of that good stuff so technology boundaries are really important and sexual boundaries as well so getting really clear on what you're comfortable with in a sexual or relational capacity if you're dating if you're single and dating like getting really clear on when you feel comfortable progressing that relationship to a new level or to the next level and being open and communicating that as well really, really important and 100% your responsibility. And where are we now? I think I will end this with giving you some example scripts, which is what my clients constantly ask for is, okay, I get the, I get the concept. I, I'm, I'm in, I want to do this. I'm, I'm in, I want to set boundaries, but how do I do it? How do I actually say it? And when people are saying, how do I do it? How do I say it? There's still this fear there of, okay, but how do I say it without upsetting someone? How do I say it without pushing someone away? How do I upset it without seeming selfish or self-centered? Just having a sip of water, which is also another important boundary. (laughs) Okay, so here are the example scripts that I give. So here's what you might say to a friend who invites you to something that you don't want to go to. I've had a lot of practice with this. (laughs) Thanks for the invite, but that's not something I'm interested in. Can we do X instead? So thanks for the invite to that mad party, but can we maybe just go out for a walk and brunch instead? Or I will call you, but I can only chat for 20 minutes. Me, I hate being on the telephone, and so this is a perfect one for me. I'll call you, but I can only chat for 20 minutes. Uh, Another one might be I don't feel comfortable gossiping. Or I don't feel comfortable talking about the COVID vaccine, for example. Or please stop giving me updates about my ex. Please stop sending photos from my ex's Instagram account. I don't want to see that. Here's some scripts for to say to a friend who constantly offloads all of their relationship problems onto you, for example. I can see you're upset, but right now I don't have capacity to so- support you. I'm really taking care of my own needs right now. Is there someone else you can reach out to to support you? Now, feel into the reaction that you had in your body when you heard that. Do you feel as if this is something that you could say to someone who is visibly upset and has reached out to you for support? I never thought that I could say this until I actually had to. I found myself at a place where I was so depleted, so drained. I'm a life coach. I do this for a job. I support women all the time. And I had a lot of stuff going on in my own personal life and then I had a friend reaching out to me wanting support and I had to say... I can't. I'm at capacity. I love you. I see you. And is there someone else who can support you right now? Here's what you can say to a friend who has triggered you or who has upset you. When you said XYZ, it triggered me and it made me feel really uncomfortable and not feel seen or heard. Here's what you could say to someone who you love who hurt you, so a partner, a parent or a friend. It would help me process things better if I have some space to myself. I can let you know when I'm ready to talk more about this. And here's what you might say to your boss who is giving you other people's work to do or really putting pressure on your workload or giving you things that are not inside your job scope. I can see that you're under a lot of pressure right now and I need to let you know that I'm the same. I don't feel as if what you are asking me to do is within my capacity or within my capability. Can we sit down and come up with a solution? So those are some of my top scripts. If you have other specific scripts that you want, if you have a specific scenario in your life that you want help setting boundaries with, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm always, always happy to provide these for you. Um, but those are some of the main ones. But really trust your truth. And trust that when you communicate your truth, it only strengthens strengthens the relationship and it only strengthens the self-respect and self-trust that you have for yourself. And remember that how someone responds to your boundary, if they get triggered or if they get annoyed or they get upset, that's their shit. That is not your shit. And you are also encouraging them to set their own boundaries. So it's a win-win situation. And also, if someone really doesn't respect your boundary and really doesn't want to honor it, then you get to be discerning and you get to decide whether this is someone who actually deserves to be in your life. So I hope that that was helpful. I have a whole bunch of resources on this topic. This is what I've really based my coaching practice around. I have a mini course called Boss of Your Boundaries, which I think is about $99. So you can check that out in the links below. Um, And I have a new course coming very, very soon called Selfish, which is all around being selfish at the center of your own life setting boundaries, self-parenting, all that good stuff, really diving deep into shadow work. So a whole bunch of resources. There's incredible accounts to follow on Instagram, like the holistic psychologist, the millennial therapist, um, and they always talk about boundaries there. So hope that you enjoyed this training and
0: remember to say no. Remember to say no, my friend. Oh my goodness. Did you get so much out of this episode? I loved That Anna shared exact scripts and ideas of what she has shared with clients, what she has used herself when needing to say no, needing to set boundaries. So, if you got something from this episode, please share it with someone who might benefit from it. Take a screenshot, send it to them. And also, we would love to hear what your top takeaway was or what questions you still have about boundaries. So, check the show notes wherever you're listening to find where you can connect with Anna and I and get in touch, either tagging us on Instagram or otherwise with your top takeaway or what you still have questions about with boundaries. We can't wait to hear from you. And as always, thank you for showing up. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.